Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases through the lens of a trained investigator and former prosecutor turned judge. If you are sensitive to expletives, anatomical descriptions, and accurate descriptions of crime scenes, this podcast may not be suitable for you. I'm curious. This is Bed Bath Jason. <laughs> Did I say bread bath? Bed bath? Bread bath. You said Brain bed bath? bath? Bed it's bath and beyond Jason. It's supposed Why don't you start to that over again? Nope. We're leaving oh, come it. Come on. My friend. God it's, damn it. You're brain bath Jason? I am brain bath Jason and I'm a glass of wine into this and it's fucking ruined. Bread bath. Bread bath? Jason. said bed. What? Bed? Bed or bread? Bed bath. Bed bath. <laughs> You know what's funny is that we're not even live, but hitting that record button clearly shook you, man. It did. It shook you. I can't do rehearsed. Do you want? Oh. You are. You are who? Bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> We've never served bread. The bloopers, man. I think you just play this at the end. <laughs> we are not serving bread on this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm brain bread. We're <laughs> brain bread. <laughs> oh my god I'm it's the potato it's podcast oh. is all about the carbs oh. uh, he can't breathe no it's, i laugh too hard and i get a cramp okay so he's brain bath jason hey. i'm charnel and i'm megan and we're doing a fun episode for you guys today <laughs> but let's shake our gree grief first because that's what needs what's been going wrong i'm brain dead jason <laughs> Yep, that sounds about right. Oh, Jason, tell us what you're doing today. Oh, failing miserably. <laughs> Embarrassing myself? What else? This is not a Patreon-only episode. The whole public will hear this, right. so it's fine. The, the, the goal of the day was for me to interview these two lovely hosts of Crime Curious, trying to get to know a little more about them and how they operate as humans on network, as, as and humans on the network, and yeah, this this has been a requested suggestion before. So we're taking a break from the crimey stuff between the holiday season here, just to give you a fun episode to show you really who we are. I'm oh, and if you don't like this, please feel free to at Charnel <laughs> and no. let her know how much you hate this format. Because if you do it to me, I will write an epic story about you. <laughs> I'm I've a, done it before. I'm going to try my best to keep it together because this is not supposed to be a brain bath, as I'm told. It's okay. Um, and these are legit questions, to, like I said, to get to know our hosts a little bit better. But if you want a brain bath only episode, join our Patreon at $10 a month and you will get at least one <laughs> brain bath only episode a month. And you'll get five other bonus episodes on top of your four regular episodes that you already get. And you do get special guest star, our interview interviewer, Brain Bath Jason. That's right. See how and I if you're doing your math, that's 10 episodes a month. Should have made that easier to say. <laughs> it's really not that hard. I had no idea you were going to come on with, I'm Bed Bath & Beyond, Jason. <laughs> it just it happened so naturally. It really did. Oh. Unscripted, everybody. All right. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm taking control. Okay. 
right. The first Thank time God. ever. Try let's, it. Let's see it how it fits. Let's try control. this form. Would you like the format of I ask you both the same question? Yes. Or rotate questions? You just make sure you ask which one of us first, and you may All have right. to cut us off if we go too long. All yeah. right. Again, this is, we're serious here. We are. Serious. And there is no script here, so right. sorry. So, Megan, um, what are some of your hobbies in, in Parentheses that says nothing lame, please. Okay, like so, legit hobbies. You, yeah, like do yeah. you have hobbies? What's something? Hell you like yes, to do I do. So other, other than podcasting and terrorizing, sending people to prison. What do you like to do in your free in, time? In, in researching homicides right. and, and true crime. Yes. So uh, anything on the water. I'm a big fan of snorkeling. In fact, I have an epic snorkeling trip planned soon. I don't know why you look like this at me right now. Um, so because snorkeling. we have to go back to a bed bath. We, God damn it. We do. It's a brain, a brain bath. bath episode, and we can talk about our boating excursion some other time. But I'm Fantastic. sorry. Do, yes. do continue. Snorkeling, kayaking, um, any of that boating, sailboating. When I was young, I learned to ca- uh, catamaran with my dad. So we spent some time up on the Great Lakes. Um, and other than that, honestly, I like to hike. Love to hike. So Since, since we live in the cold currently, what, like how about in winter? Um, I like to hide on my couch under as many blankets as possible and read. How do you uh, catalog that as a hobby? I mean, I do mean, you have good days when you're I mean, I really enjoy it, and I feel like there are others who would like to join me doing that, and I think that can be categorized as a hobby different blankets that way. Use? Yeah, so I do. I have a wool blanket from Ireland that was my grandma's, and that's like like the, the coldest of days, and then I have like a fleecy on it, and also one that I stole from my 10-year-old Do you uh, want as her well. to categorize it alphabetically? I mean... I would say like quality-wise, like what's your best under the blanket? So day so i've been <laughs> napping <laughs> napping yeah. right napping isn't a hobby it's a necessity uh for some True. but no that's not and i i like to sit down and, and watch some television too i know that it's probably a little bit maybe it's lame to say that watching television is a hobby but um not i you don't get to do it very often i enjoy survival shows i'm a huge fan of naked and afraid and anything on the discovery channel and 90 so day fiance anything travel <laughs> Travel and food related, you know, rest in peace. But Anthony Bourdain right. was my all time favorite. I was just going to mention that. Right. Because he screams Megan to you, right? Because yep. he's vulgar and he did terrible things. And you know, I would probably put him in jail for a while, but I also want to hang out with him yeah. afterward. Yeah. And, and that's what makes me mm-hmm. Megan. Awesome. Charnel, uh, do you have any hobbies? Well, I'm a lumberjack by trade. She is. I don't believe in that. I chop a lot of wood. No, I'm just kidding. So what do I do? Um, What are my hobbies? What are... Oh, Oh, no, that's the wrong one. I'm not a serial murderer. Jeez out. Okay. (laughs) Did you say jeez out? You did. That's a... Is that a thing? It is. Oh, I I didn't know that. Jeez out? I need to know your hobbies, to be honest. God, what are my hobbies? Okay. So uh, my hobbies. I enjoy golfing. Okay, might seem kind of lame, but no, Jason, I've that's awesome. Go- I've seen you golf. You're good at it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I enjoy, now this probably does fall under the lame category, but I enjoy learning. So I, just this year, I have taken several metaphysics courses and a quantum physics course. Um, I enjoy just expanding my mind that way. Um, I crochet. Uh, nothing that I give I'm to bad. people. Jason just about spit his wine out. I you didn't know that about so me. Bad. I will try to crochet you some mittens. It's not something that I frequently tell people, but I do know how to do it. <clears throat> oh, God, what else do I do? Obviously, you guys know that I like to research uh, true crime and whatnot. 
I'm I'm sure you're that there's crafty. something I'm lifting. Oh yeah, you yeah. make freaking T-shirts and all kinds of stuff. Like I do that. like to be crafty. Um, I also really really like to decorate, and so like I will oh plan, you're good at it. I'll plan rooms. I just redid my master bedroom. That was really lovely. I know. I want you to do mine. I'm happy. Can you come to design mine? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. I I I do find that stuff relaxing. Do you have any musical? T- I play the piano and I sing. By the way, I actually used to be part of a quartet, but I sing. I, I sing in sing. college too. I did too. Yeah, okay. I was actually in the choir in college. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't know you yeah. could play the piano. I can mostly to accompany myself. I'm not fantastic, but that's why the big piano is in my living room. I sing the oh, national. Yeah. I'm the only oh one that plays God. it. There is a huge a piano. piano. There is a huge it's piano a in her piano. living room. Yeah, I accompany yeah. myself to to sing and stuff like that. I like to sing Music's the national important. anthem at sporting events. Do, cool. Do they invite you to do that? Or do you just sing it really loud when you're uninvited? <laughs> I just show up and be like, hey, does your band suck? Because I'll totally <laughs> sing this. Charnel, do you play? Have you ever played an instrument? Yes, the trumpet. Oh, yeah. Yep. And every one clarinet, of my children clarinet. has have And been, tenor saxophone. I was a huge geek. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, honestly, me too. Um, with the exception of like the cheerleader thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. We're right. alive. Right. Right. I'm, I'm taking control. Please. Um, Megan, do you collect anything? Oh my Nick, God! Knickknacks, yes. Finger bones, no. Um, obviously raccoon penis bones. <sighs> right, and we're shaking this. all things phallic. Um, I do collect interesting cookbooks, so that's something like if I travel someplace interesting, I will try to find a local cookbook from wherever I travel, even if it's in the states. Like when I went to Atlanta, I grabbed an Atlanta one, just stuff like that. Um, or I'll order one later from online. Um, when I was very little, my grandma, rest in peace, Norma, um, used to collect these like castles and cottages for me. They're beautiful. Um, they're called David Winter's cottages, and they're from England, and they're super expensive now. Like if I listed these shit, the shit on like you know eBay or something, I could probably make a mint off of them. But I, I can't. did not know this about you. I can't because I have them displayed. They're at the house. Yeah. Um So, but again, most some people would be like, "Why the hell would I want those?" They're dust collectors. They're probably on the piano. Uh, no, they're actually neither not, one of us put no, together. Currently, baby Jesus is on the piano right now. <laughs> baby Jesus is there. Um, and then I, I am a collector of, uh, ain't old books. Um, so I have two very mm. large bookcases up, um, stairs that have, again, just really dusty old first edition books of all kinds of authors, because I like those. Some of them are so delicate that I'm afraid to open them mm-hmm. and read them anymore. Love um, that. exactly. And so... I collect lots of things, Jason. I don't know. I like art, but I don't really collect a lot of art because we all know what I make. Uh, <laughs> so you can look it up. It's public record, and I can't afford expensive She's art. She's in an elected position, get, people. Correct. Get art, you get art from the f- public fairground. I, get, right. I, buy print, <laughs> I buy prints and have them matted. And when you, when the public the, fairground. It's diamond, it's diamond you arts. The flea market at the fairground. Right. The, the art you Who's your buy? favorite yes. artist? I'm like Gustav Klimt. And they're like, well, that doesn't look like him. I'm like, because it's a diamond art version. <laughs> Oh, okay. God. Chernel, any collectingables? Collectibles? Collectingables? Any you collectibles? made a new word. Just the souls of my enemies. Um, and the And the souls of some of your non-enemies. Yes. Yes. I mean, I do do soul work, don't I? Um, so here's a fun fact about me. Pigs? I act. <laughs> I do like pigs. I do not collect pigs, contrary to what other people previously in my life may think. For any of you that wonder what's happening right now, because we can't give you the whole story, her parents were pig farmers, and somebody somewhere in the world thought that meant she collected pigs. Yep, and so I constantly, for Christmas, got pigs for as gifts. 
Uh, pig paraphernalia as gifts. Yes. Um. Here's a fun fact. I actually don't collect anything because I 100% hate clutter. I'm known to throw shit away that I'm probably going to need, which even more fun is that my husband is the total opposite. And so that makes for interesting conversations, most of which I lose because I will throw him this little bone. Everything that I have thought is ridiculous that he still has, like, I don't know, the doorknobs from his ex-rental, his old rental. We know this story. The brain bath people know this story. They do. He freaking found a use for it and was like, this is why I don't throw shit away. And it was really handy that he had them. And it keeps popping up, but I'm still not willing to collect stuff. I will just get rid of it. I tend, I like to collect memories. You know, I, I do like crystals. You know, I, my vo- I'm into my woo-woo, so I like my crystals. We've started a collection here that's a little bit in the bazaar. We have collected lots of things in the bazaar, but uh, mostly just just memories and a list of my enemies. Awesome. Which right. is a very short list. I, I don't know that I actually have any. I'm feeling picked on. He keeps starting with me. He does keep All starting right, well, with you. It's fine. Sure now. Yeah, sure. What? Okay. What you got for me? What See how easily what's, he's some, what's something you're passionate about and you can't say unsolved crime? Okay. Uh, then I will answer 100% honestly. I am so passionate and dedicated to protecting children in my line of work. It's always been something that I have been called to. Um, I feel that children are precious and that they deserve to have their innocence preserved for as long as possible. And so it has been my life's work to make sure that I have some sort of small part in ensuring that for them, if I can. Same question. Anything else? No, but no, that's a good answer. I award you no points. Thank thank you. Are you giving us points? May God have mercy on your soul. Is this the Hunger Games? You should give us points based on Uh, our answers. uh, No point did anything you say make any sense or resemble a cognitive thought. I award you no (laughs) points and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Um, Megan, uh, also, same question, but you can't say Unsolved crime this is or crime. A, this is at an all. easy one for me. Remember, I politicked for a long time. I, I politicked. Yeah. So, what's super important I was to me? There. I walked. It was hot. I know you did. <laughs> community service. I was raised since I was very little doing community service, obviously through nonprofits, but through my church and everything as well. And by that, I meant, first of all, I can't say no. I was on at some point in time, like I think every board that there was in existence here, and I started doing those things when, as soon as I came back to live here. But even before, I, I joined everything. I was a joiner even in high school. I was that girl. Mm-hmm. I was in every club. I was probably the president of it. I stress myself out since I've been about 12 years old and I'm 46 now. So do the math. I've been under a lot of self-intentional stress for a long time by not being able to say no, by not being able to say uh, that's no. That's how I had my first kid. Yeah. I understand. Me too. I had a few of them that way. Yeah. But, um, but I also, I mean, there are things that are dedicated to child abuse prevention, to to free yeah. clinics, to criminal justice. So all things that I feel really strongly about. And the nice part about it was that when I ran for office, Often people who run for office decide that they just want to get involved real quick in some things and and get involved in some community service and some service organizations because it looks good on their resume. Sure. But because of the way that I was raised and that it was important for me to give back to my community since I was old enough to do that, mm-hmm. it was I didn't have to make shit up. It was real. Right. Like right. I had been really doing that stuff since I was a teenager. Because and, it was and legitimately con- your passion. That's how I was raised. That's what yeah. I was told we do. We give back to people. Shout out to Megan's parents. Yeah, legit. Shout out to P- Mary- Megan's parents and grandparents, honestly. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, 
So next question, and I would never, ever describe any of the people in this room as being materialistic, but what, <laughs> what is what is your most prized possession? Jewelry. That, that's material. That's not like, you know, my kids. You can't say your children. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I do not say blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> right uh, here. Uh, I'm wearing it. My it's jewelry, and I have lots of different jewelry. But is that's it important. is it jewelry in general? What are you wearing? No, I am wearing Describe this. It to this us. is my grandma's my my paternal grandma's engagement ring. This is my maternal grandma's um, cross with the diamond in it, and this is the um, cross diamond cross that my mom and dad bought me. So I have my grand, both of my grandmothers and my parents right here, and I never take this off. So Rarely, it's, it's, yeah, so it's not just, ju- it's not just jewelry. It just happens to be a piece of jewelry that obviously means a lot. That, correct. And there are other things that people who know me would probably say is my prized possession because it's, there's other attachments that I have. I do get attached to things. Unlike you, I do have a hard time getting rid of certain objects or things because I find that there <laughs> is emotional attachment to certain things. Like your female pleasure? Uh, nope, not at all, kidding. actually. <laughs> so just in little things like, um, so here's a good example. So I have a, uh, a friend that I lost touch with who had made me a glass paperweight, and I oh, have yeah. that, and it's just one of those things where you pick it up and you remember them. Mm-hmm. And then here's the here's the weirdest thing that I cannot get rid of. You remember our friend Jake, who was like my mm-hmm. brother, yep. that passed away. One time when I was at the prosecutor's office, I posted on Facebook that I was freezing, and he showed and Jake is like he was covered in tattoos and he had the weird piercings and mm-hmm. kind of like me but I dressed in a suit so you can't see him and um, they're like um, there's somebody here to see you and he's carrying a large box and we're a little nervous to let him in oh. he brought me a fucking heater oh my god and it's a pretty heater too it rotates and it's on like wrought iron legs and I still have that I won't take it to work it is in my den at home and at one point in time my my spouse who of course I mean he he doesn't get attached to objects he's like what are you gonna do with that I was gonna put it wherever and I'm like don't touch my heater that is my Jake heater Uh right Uh so I I I have that as an issue I do get like that about certain things I currently have a painting hanging up from my son who my middle son, who is extremely shy, and it is the s- most simple painting of Santa's belt buckle. But I put it up every Christmas, and he's like, "Why do you put that ugly thing up with all your pu- you know beautiful decor and whatnot?" It's beautiful because to me. it it does it means something to me. I I don't get rid of sentimental type things certainly. Okay, do I have the same question? Yeah, yeah. and possession? if there's more than your <laughs> buckle painting, yeah, my prized possession um that's materialistic. As in tangible. 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 A thing that you can hold. Okay. Um, so I have a mother and child necklace that I don't wear. It doesn't really go with anything that I have, but I, but, but you to have me, it. yeah, to me, like I have it. And I also have a ruby ring from my grandmother Yeah. that, um, yeah, that me I too. just could, you know. I don't wear it because I'm too scared that if I wear it, something's going to happen, right? But I just, like, have it. And I also want to say my puppies. Because they're I, not I, they're, they're They are people. tangible. They're little. They are people. And I know I'm not going to have them forever. But, like, they, oh, they're just, like, my, they're, they're my comfort in this point in time in my life. I, they bring me so much joy. I think it's interesting that we both pointed out jewelry, too, because I think that anything with, gemstones or stones in general you can develop an attachment to them because everything gives off kind of an, an, an energy, energy. Mm-hmm. and it has to do with things with like your birth month and things like yes. that as well and that's yep 
I can probably yeah. tell you the gemstone for every month because yeah. that's what I was I raised to do. And yeah. flowers too, which obviously I have an attachment to. Also. I like the flowers. I'd like to talk to you about that because I'd like a tattoo with all my children's flowers. All of my, every flower on my body, all of my tattoos. I'm pretty attached to those. I wouldn't call them tangible because my skin is not something that no, <laughs> I would get rid well, of. It's, it's removable. Right. We can have a Megan mm-hmm. suit. I don't really want you to wear me as a Megan suit, if, but. If on the off chance that you die before me. Are I you going to skin me? No, but I would like that you can save tattoos tattoos and dehydrate them and frame mm-hmm. them for people and oh that's I, I so love, fucking gross i would love to have like, i would love to have megan's skin i on my think fire that i'm gonna be cremated but i think that yeah. there are be there would be members of my family who'd be like all right which fucking flower right. do you want yeah i'm pretty that's what i'm doing you, you know what do you want me to get your flower tattooed on me so that when i die first of all we know he's gonna die first but yes. presumably if in case i were to die first you can have that piece of my flesh this is the weirdest conversation i would just I'd love to have a tattoo of something of you know of me on you. I want I want me on you. Oh, please ask the next question. <laughs> the public just heard that. that it's was okay, hilarious. public. He says this as a friend. We've been friends for a all couple right, years, all right, all right, all right. A, a, a decade and more. So. I just have to tell you though, Lily doesn't want her handprint encased in a she frame she when you die. She might. I don't think she does. I know her really well. Can we all go get tattoos together so that no, when that we die, fun. we can have the tattoos? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, can it be on my ass? Absolutely. I, just, I would prefer it to yes, be. Yes. Let's, let's make that happen. I think it should happen. be like in our own handwriting too. Yes. You want to write your name? Let's, video? No, not my <laughs> name, but like I want to draw something like in pen. A stick figure. Cause yeah, you, yeah. I guess let's, we're moving no. on. This is not a brain bath. Absolutely right. not. I would, I, it has to be right. a flower. All right. I have a theme. Can I draw a flower? Uh, I don't yeah. really want you to, but if you get better at drawing, can you do I'm very good at drawing. Can you then do yes. a stick figure flower? <laughs> I'm very good at drawing. <laughs> yes, okay. it looks like a dandelion. All right. Oh Chanel. my God, it really does. Stop it. All right. <laughs> I'm here. She's lost control of the interview. I'm listening. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life so far that has nothing to do with any children? You cannot say, you know, I had, he knows I had, us as people. I had children. Now she wrote in the notes. I did. I kind of wrote some of these. And I definitely, because I, yeah. I knew naturally we'd want to say like, oh our God, children. So kids. obviously, obviously our offspring, we've made them perfectly. I incubated them for months. It is not nine months. It Their is heads 40 are huge, weeks. By Their the way. heads are gigantic. That little guy, oh man. <sighs> Youngest kid's head is like a pumpkin. The greatest Absolutely. accomplishment of your life. Mm-hmm. The greatest accomplishment of my life. According to the public or according to her? Just m- to her. Yeah, us, I, no, per- yeah, us not, personally. Not, what, not other people's perception, but what, what are you, what's the greatest accomplishment that you're most proud of? Okay. I'm, this is, the, I'm going to get a little bit sappy, but I am most proud when people talk to me and then say, which you can't prove this by this podcast. Okay. But I do like it. When people talk to me or when my husband sometimes publicly will shout this out, but when people call me smart. Okay. I like that. I like to be noticed for my brains. What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me, let me explain it to you. (laughs) Let me explain this to you, Jason. I find that interesting. Interesting. Was there, a, was there too, a time that you were told that you like weren't or because appearances could have been deceiving when you were younger that that was something taken for granted? Um, it just seemed in the era that I grew up in, women got noticed for boobs and for looks. And so I always appreciated it when like my parents always told me 
that I was very smart, you know, and they gave, uh, they installed a good sense of um, confidence too, of like, you're not ugly and you know, that sort of thing. Oh, and somebody else. It's not your yep. parents, right? Because yep. they think we're brilliant. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can confirm um, you're very smart just for the you. listeners. Um, first of all, in case there's any question we, marks here. We all are. Otherwise yeah. we wouldn't be able to be friends with each other. We would. Because I do. I am not the type of person that wants to be the smartest in the room or like prove that I am or anything, but I do enjoy it if, um, and I find it an, I feel it's an accomplishment when I am asked for my opinion, I give it. And then I am told that was a really insightful or a really good, you know, contribution. I like being able to contribute to people, to a situation, finding solutions with my brain that way. I like that. I like that. So that's that's what I think is my greatest accomplishment thus far. Lovely. But soon I will take over the world. I, I believe it, and I'm going to be there holding I'm like, I'm not laughing at you, or with you. I'm not laughing with you at that. Because you're scared that like, I yeah, might? That's, yeah, it's true. Just keep me in mind. Um, Megan? My greatest accomplishment? Yeah. Um, I think that my temperament in the position that I have as a job is probably unique mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to other people who hold my same job. Mm-hmm. And so what I take pride in, what I feel is my greatest sense of accomplishment is really my sense of fairness and that most people, most of the time, there are going to be a few who don't like me or don't believe they've been treated fairly. But I think it would be, you'd be very hard pressed to find somebody who didn't think that they were at least treated fairly or accordingly. And so the temperament that I've developed over the years of doing my job and being able to separate my really sarcastic, sometimes petty personality um, and, and setting it apart and realizing that every single person I'm dealing with is a human, whether they're the survivor, victim, defendant, uh, or attorney in front of me. But if you want to know what my real favorite accomplishment is that has nothing to do with my job, is that I think I've pretty much perfected the perfect roux. <laughs> like, I love both of these I answers. I can do a northern roux and a southern roux, <sighs> and don't you even get me started, southerners, because I know that to make the perfect roux to start myself, like, you know, my southern dishes, my gumbos and shit, um, you use oil instead of butter, okay? And you have to get it the right color. But up here, we use butter to make our roux, and that's why I make fucking amazing gravy turkey duck chicken beef pork you name it bitch i got you with the roux my roux is on point i should be locked up for the massacre of what occurred with the gravy the other day no you would be so i do want my help i do you'd be so ashamed it was beautiful even my daughter's like this is awful my brother-in-law made his own vegetarian gravy and people chose that over mine i can (laughs) do that too i can make a beautiful vegetarian gravy especially one with like mushrooms and such too like it says you should know how much that hurt jason to say because he's He's actually a a very good cook he cooks often for us most embarrassing thing like i was my entire thanksgiving dinner was fabulous except for the gravy and it was so upsetting it's one of my favorite things so about upsetting. you that yeah. you sometimes you can be a meathead, um, which I can be too. But you I'm all, a, I'm but a you, dude. Can, you can cook so well, well, and I really appreciate that about you. What can, we, I would like to could, turn this well, on? I was you, gonna though, say we could do you. a brain bath of interviewing me one time. Yeah. Oh, that's not, could, maybe not that's tonight. That's, not, that's not what this is about. I wouldn't mind answering these questions in a brain bath. I know, but I would like to know what you feel your greatest accomplishment yeah, is. That is not your beautiful us. daughter. This is when we interview the interviewer because <laughs> that's what we do because he's lost control and he knows it. I know. 
He's not even going to try to fight against it. Ooh. I think, uh, can I tell you what uh, I think it is? You can, and no. I, I have my answer. We can't tell him what we think his no, best accomplishment is, because they have a different answer. Can I, I have tell an answer? you what I see? I, I, I have yours first. I have an answer, and it's the best I can come up with on this when you put me on the spot. Okay. Um, and I mean, if I thought long and hard about it, I might be able to come up with more than one answer, but my greatest accomplishment? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Um. While wow, you are struggling, man. I'm struggling. This is I'm why I offered to for do words. it for you. Well, I, I've been told. And, are you having a hard I'm, time being proud? Yes, I am. Own it. Whip well, it out. I've been told I'm good at my job. Mm-hmm. Yes. By you in particular, Megan, which obviously. It is, should mean it, something, it means right? means a lot. Because um, I will because, be very vocal if you're not. Because not even if we weren't friends and you told me that I was good at my job, it would mean a lot. Dude, I and, literally and, and the, work my job, investigations my with like, you. Right, I know. And like, I, you know, I was going to throw a question in here to mess with you guys. Like, if you had to choose one person to do an investigation for you, who would it be? You don't want me to answer that. You know, because you'd say Norky or something. First of all, I'd say Charnel because she has an idea. memory. I was going to say present company excluded. Oh, the, oh. But then you'd be like, come up with someone else. But that's fine. You can yeah, I totally. It, it would definitely be the name that you just mentioned. That's <laughs> <laughs> all well, he taught me. So right. But no, I like I said, no one. Our job, my job, and you've done it. Like we don't get credit for anything. None at ever. You get shade so though. We get, sure we, do get a get, lot of shade. You get a lot of shade, and you get a lot of extra work. So yep. that's that's when you know you're good at yep. this job is when they give you the shittiest job, like the shittiest yep. tasks and yep. extra work. Oh, a s- criminal sexual conduct case. Right. Here you go. Like, I'm sorry, three children died. Guess this is yours. We can't give it to anyone else. Yep. So you know it's, it's true. And then I prosecuted those cases for you. Right. You know so what's I, funny, you guys, when you bring that up. So this time of year. You know how everybody goes on their little benders where in November they're like posting everything they're thankful for. So all those memories come back on Facebook. Stuff has come up recently with both of you in terms of me thanking my workers at the time. And you guys worked for me because one of the posts I even wrote was that, you know, it's always, always thankless. People would very often think that my workers, as I referred to them as, and just so you know, they didn't work for me. I was just their prosecutor. Really, I belong to them more than they belong to me. But um, they're not, they weren't out to take babies. In fact, they wanted to keep families together and keep babies and kids with their parents and family members if it was safe and only intervening to keep them safe. And so I had a lot of a lot of those posts come up about how thankful I was for you. Um, and Jason, it's true. He came a long way, too. The first time he testified in court, he was a fucking train wreck. Right. All and the way you said tra- that Norky trained you. <clears throat> Excuse me, bitch. You didn't <laughs> train me. So, I started before you. She's so angry. By like three months, who yeah. ended up helping you through the nervousness? Do you remember the nervous clicking? Oh, the clicking the pen? So yeah. do you, yeah. can I share something Wait, well, with hold you? Hold on. I just want to, I just want to reiterate the whole, co- the answer to the question is, no, I'm not good at being proud of something, but I feel like my biggest accomplishment is being told that I am good at this job. You are. And do you want me to share something with you that's just like super amazing? And I don't want to make you like cry or anything, oh, but. Yeah, no, it's happening. Okay. No fucking it's tears. So when I posted, I posted something specific about Jason and how awesome he was. It was after a, mm-hmm. a, a case that was a broken baby case, and it was just a really, really case stressful case. Mm-hmm. It was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I know it was eight years ago because as it comes up in my timeline, and I thanked him, this is the exchange then that happened. You and want I me to read this? It. Sure. All right. Um, where should I start? Start with your mom. Oh, so my mother posted, I've never met you, Megan, but I love you, Jason's mom. Aww. Megan's response. Oh fuck you. <laughs> you 
want me to read it? It's no, okay. No, I okay. got it. I got it. I'm going to turn off, hit the switch. I'm fine. Jason's mom is the sweetest, too. All right. And Megan's response, your son is one of my favorite people in the world. He's a great friend. My mother responded, he's one of my favorites, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just, so, and for those of you that, that don't know, Jason's, J- Jason's mom has passed. So, mm-hmm. um, and I did get to meet her. I did get mm-hmm. to meet her, but that was before I had. She was such a beautiful soul. Met her. So just interesting, though, and this is why we know that the world works how it does. You right. brought up the thing that you're the most proud of, and it just so happens to be something that I just screenshotted. Your mom was proud of you for, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she screenshotted that last week. Why? Because thanks, because it meant something to me too. Oh. So oh. I, it came up, and and you know the spiritualist in I me took is a just screenshot letting of it. you guys know that this is Mary coming in and saying hi. Yeah, I just I, I feel it. Just like, no. aren't you do glad you, we turned this interview around? Yeah, that's on awesome. You? Let's continue you, with no, your questions. Do you want to know what I was going to say? I do. I do. Because it's very, very I, similar I to what you said. You're going to make me cry. Um, maybe a little bit in that the listeners don't know because you come on as brain bath, Jason, you're funny, you're witty and um, very inappropriate, uh, very inappropriate. Yep. All those sorts of things. What people don't know because they haven't worked with you and I do know, and I think it is your, one of your greatest accomplishments is your empathy. There's not a lot of men out there that have a lot of empathy for what it's like to be a struggling human. And although you have had struggles in life, like anybody else, you are able to empathize with people that you've never struggled like they have, but you can recognize their struggle and you can treat them respectfully for it. That's typically a characteristic you would see in women. And I don't mean to be sexist here, but truly there's a reason why there are more women social workers than men social workers. You're in a field that is predominantly dominated by women. And oftentimes we talk about what it's like to be a woman in a field that's predominantly, um, you know, yeah, dominated by men. And I know how this feels. It's equally as hard, right? Yes. And so I just want to highlight that you are in that position and you do it so well as you picked up on. It was what you feel like is your greatest accomplishment. But I think it's because of your ability to empathize. Uh, Absolutely. That's, that's, what you said is probably the only reason I've had any, like, there's not success in this career, but longevity in this career. Fair. Very Absolutely. Fair without yes. the burnout. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, Mr. Okay. Anderson Cooper, would you like to take control of this I would love to again? try and take who, control of this shit show. Who wants to fart and make it funny now? <laughs> oh, I'd try, but then it'd be, it'd be clean up on aisle six. Okay, I'm going to change the question. Okay. But, okay. Um, Please do. If you weren't doing, in your career now, if you, Chanel. Mm-hmm. You can go first. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now for a career, what do you think you'd be doing? Only fans. Just <laughs> kidding. That was fast. Like you you was answered so that really fast. fast. It was. <laughs> and I like, y- I feel like part of you is not joking. No, no, like no. There's like a 10%. Because we've talked about it. My feet only. Yeah, okay. My feet. Maybe and, my boobs. And guys who like skinny else. legs. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Like there's they're, some dude out there like, uh, They're muscular. <laughs> they're just. She looked like a 12-year-old boy until she turned around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It was a serious episode, people. What would I do if I... So if I wasn't a social worker... If you weren't a social worker and working licensing or in child services, anything like that, what else would you... What do you think you'd be doing? I would super love... And this is just like, obviously, not anything that I would ever do. But I would love to either be a singer or actor. I would love that. That would be super fun. Just it's so off the wall. Okay, if you want me to pick something serious, yeah, no, I, I don't. Want. 
I want but you to be with what you would be doing. Yeah. I just, I would like to be some sort of entertainer. So what that means is that we're staying together because hundred yeah. percent, I did theater and acted and did all of that. It would be me too, but I would say yeah. it would be podcast this full time, taken uh, to a media platform. Yes. We're both retired from our careers. We are on video. We are owning shit. I would love that. And still using our brains. Yes. Because my only other option is you will find me somewhere in a Caribbean island bartending because I would be the best bartender philosopher you'd ever meet you would be mm-hmm. but some of the drinks that I make are going to be shitty because I'm not a mixologist but you won't care because you're getting good advice could I just be a trophy wife or independently wealthy I couldn't do That'd it be great not the trophy wife thing I'm too strong person I could be independently wealthy but I couldn't be a trophy wife no. um no. I'm gonna have a trophy husband instead I'm I've, pretty I've sure talked. mine thinks he is is he he says that and I who's gonna tell him no he says that <laughs> I want to tell him hold on <laughs> He says it all the time on Facebook, and I say, is that one of those participation trophies? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. Right. Everybody have- gets a ribbon, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for participating. Can you please make him a shirt? Like, we- like Everybody sh- gets a ribbon. You showed up. We have the best online uh, relationship, though. Dude. People probably wonder if we actually love each other. He's a dick on Facebook, <laughs> and he was even a dick to me on Facebook. But in, like, <laughs> a funny. funny way. Not of course. In, yeah, not no, in a, this was... is a general public episode. They don't know we're joking. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're joking. Yeah, but it is hilarious. All right. We're going to move on. Okay. Thanks I, for regaining control, I'm ra- Batman. I'm bringing it in. Okay. Um, I, I, th- I lost my place. It's okay. Make um, one up. You don't What's want, your favorite you, color? We, we don't want that. We do. Um, I'll think of something. What do you struggle, Megan? What, okay. do, what do you struggle with that most others find easy? Wow, I know running. <laughs> yeah, that's have a you good seen one. moving in a hurry? Yeah, <laughs> I can move in a hurry. I can move in a hurry, but it's not going to be pretty. Um, no, I used to jog and stuff to stay. In ch- I, I'm not a runner. I I think that. That's just a random kind of answer. No, I think that's a really good answer. Honestly. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. What do you want me to say? I'm good at everything else. <laughs> well, there you go. That's about, what the answer oh, is. I find I know. it hard to be How, humble. I would say modesty, maybe? Yeah, I have a hard time with modesty. Um, so here's the thing about me. You guys know... Uh, I'm a super confident person. Um, I'm also this very brand new information. Have, Shut the front I, I door. Be, I can be vulnerable. There were things as a fuck you both, man. This, <laughs> this is <laughs> hi general public. I swear and say the F word. There's that too. Also not shy about it. I hope your side hurts because Jason's your rib. appendix is bursting. That's, you rib. deserve it. Oh. No, I think here's the thing for women to understand. So here's me jumping up on my soapbox. I am not tiny. I am not something that walked out of a catalog. Um, but I also am not somebody who gets upset about like my build or anything like that. I'm extremely confident in who I am. I think I find myself sexy. And if you think that you're sexy in the situation that you're in, especially if it's with somebody who is into you as well, um, then there's just no reason to have that insecurity. And I know women struggle with that and we see it and it's apparent Mm -hmm. and it makes me sad because Mm -hmm. I have friends or know people 
people who I'm like, God, she's gorgeous. No, she doesn't look like she's, you know, a size three or whatever. But why does that have to be the only thing that's beautiful? Um, So I am incredibly confident, maybe sometimes more than I should be, Jason, but I think that it carries. And if you're confident and think that you're beautiful in your situation, other people do too. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it translates. I so I wish I was modesty, humble. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I, I can be, but um, in the right places. I will say this for you, though, Megan. It's not an issue of, oh, I think I maybe in some places I should be. Your self-awareness is always something that I've really loved about you. Oh. Lo- uh, truly, truly, because not everyone has that. That's fair. And I really enjoy that about well, you. Well, I think that's why all three of us like each other. Mm-hmm. I know exactly I'm very cognizant when I'm being an asshole, when I'm being petty, yep. because trust me. Too. me I'm doing it intentionally. It, you got it. Yes, it's intentional. Exactly. What did you just do? He stole my wine I think for I his. saw that. Mm-hmm. I that's thought he poured happened. some. I took a little. I was going to take the whole glass. I've lost sight of what the original question was. Yeah, I went out um, and changed it. What do you struggle with that most others find easy? Math. <laughs> fucking math. I'm aware. No, right. Mm. No, that's why I went into social work. None of that shit makes sense to me. Um, sometimes no. words are hard for you too. Reading, words are hard. Uh, pronouncing names of towns. Foreign towns are hard Ooh. for Charnel. Not reading. What happens is I'll read so fast that my my mind gets ahead of my mouth. Yes. And or my mouth gets ahead of my mind, whichever way, and I'll mispronounce things. But here's the thing. I kind of don't care. I know you don't. It's not until people at me that I'm like, oh, really? Like the passive aggressive comment that I made to somebody who was like, I will never recommend your podcast because you aren't believable because you. Uh, what was the name of the town? Kintakaifek. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> wow. I mispronounced it, and I was like, "Oh, I heard." I'm sorry. I was in the I was in the hospital writing this episode while my husband went through a life saving heart surgery. But you go ahead and at me about how I mispronounced this town, and I put a disclosure at the beginning of the episode that said, "Hey guys, sorry about this." It's not like you mispronounced Chicago. I did not. No, I'm not actually from that area. Uh, Nowhere near it, as a matter of fact. But Kalamazoo, on the other hand, Charlevoix. So I want to participate. I want to participate, but I'm turning this into look. What do you guys think? And I have an answer. What do you guys think is something that I struggle with that other people find easy? Talking. Clearly. Oh, no. Jason, this okay. is just going right. to get Okay, how about I never mind? Because Megan's wheels are spinning and she's no, like, I'm going to ruin not. your life right I'm not going to ruin your life because we've talked about I'm gonna this. I'm going to say this. It's being delicate Correct. in situations being that require deli- tact. Yes, realizing that you are talking to women who are confident so you never you don't hurt our feelings in fact i continue to bring it up as a joke but if you were to mention something to me that you have in the past to somebody of delicate sensibilities they would Mm -hmm. be like what a dick Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i assume you're going to say maintaining your face face Oh, because of court, court. situations. Like my face, yeah, my mouth doesn't say it, it. My face will. But I it think it goes, goes together. With it. Your mouth's <laughs> attached to your face, and they both talk. Gotcha. They both talk loudly okay. sometimes. Okay. Um. Okay, for our listeners, what is a Megan? Yes. What is a true crime case that's kind of stuck with you? Oh God. Um. This is really difficult. So it bothers me to this day, and we have addressed this before. Um, 
the the John Benet Ramsey case still bothers me because I'm sorry if I stole that Charnel because I know it's super popular um, and everybody knows about it and everybody has their theories but it just the fact that it's quote unquote unsolved is something that is is ridiculous to me um, and I just feel like like we're not being told something um, in terms of of other cases there's there's you know I got I could go on and on but a case that does it want something like unsolved. Or just a case that sticks with you in general? It just says, I mean, not necessarily unsolved, but a true crime case. Okay. So there is... Well, whether, I mean, it can, you know, something personally you've dealt, you know, a case yeah. you've had, or and even I something you guys have, a, a episode you've done. Yeah, I have to be careful with some of those. So I will tell you that that's probably the one that I think about quite often. And of course, there's a bunch of cases that I bring up often too. Charnel and her former co-host, when I first started listening to this podcast, she did the Leonardo Leonardo episode. So I don't know if you've ever heard it, but this episode is my favorite. It's one of those ones that's so old timey. And I know a lot of our listeners don't love old timey cases, but I do because you can separate yourself just enough that you can have quite a bit of fun with the case as well. But this was a woman, Jason, who was so incredibly superstitious and so wanted her child to survive because she'd lost children and things just weren't going well for her in this time frame that she became really heavily involved in almost like the occult and mysticism. And she began murdering people, cooking them down and making soap out of them for her child to bathe in to protect him while he went off to war. So again, there's a brief overview of the Leonardo case, um, but I could go back to that every time. I could listen to that case every week. And I like the way that Charnel tells it. It drew me into this podcast and why I was happy to be invited to be her host. So... Um, yeah, so John Benet in terms of super popular and then just case that I can't get out of my head is Leonardo because I'm such a huge, that's when I became a fan of Charnel. I became a huge fan Aww. and I was like, I got to listen to this podcast and then was invited to join. It was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. And you stole mine because John Benet, I think Sorry. that's that's for a lot of people. But Jason, I'm actually going to tell you a case that brought you onto the podcast. The Joshua Maddox case. Oh, the chimney? Course, yes. Yes. The kid in the chimney. Yeah. He was stuck in the chimney. I, I, I remember too. And that was like, that was over a year ago. It was over a year ago. Yeah, I, I actually I would like to, that. I'd still like to redo that case because the audio for that, that was before we had the extra microphone and you had called in. The audio for that case itself is crappy, no matter what magic I tried to work um, with it. And so I would like to redo, redo that because that one just sticks with me. Like, guys, how did he get in that chimney? Yeah. Who put him there or did he crawl in there? I know. That, I think about that a lot. Isn't that funny? And it's just like this random, you know, random case that maybe other people don't think about. But gosh, that one just breaks my heart. He was young, a teenager, and just found in this chimney what Come about on. i did too so what about a case that brings you joy what's a case that you can go back and just listen to okay um ann green okay do you guys remember long time ago ann green she was hung but it didn't kill her they brought her back to life by having a bunch of women rub her body down yes and since she had technically um lived out her sentence of sentence to death they let her live and they gave her her casket as a souvenir and Dude, i still, if you survive your death sentence then i agree then well, yeah. you get to and, and she she 
like carried on. The reason that she was pretty sa- thorough nowadays, but yeah, but they, and that's why I said if you can survive what we do now, then walk away, right. ghost. They thought that she had committed um, infanticide, right? Infanticide. infanticide. That so she was killing the baby. She had had a miscarriage. And she buried the baby because back then they didn't know really about miscarriages. And so they thought that she had killed the baby and just hid it, right? Because she wasn't married. She was unwed and all that stuff. So they sent her to So if you're unwed death. and you have a miscarriage, then you obviously killed the baby. You did. And, you're, you know, your body did because you're evil. And so um, she was sentenced to death by hanging. Well, back then they didn't have the mathematics because they were a lot of Charnels roaming around, I think. And they didn't know how to make the length of the rope with your body weight and... And suffice to say, even after her friends hung on her body, Jason, to kill her, she still didn't die. And then once they realized that she was not dead, they brought her back to life by putting her in bed. This is truly what the research says. Putting her in bed with a bunch of other women women to rub her body (laughs) like you would a little little pig. You know, or Or a a newborn baby. uh, Sure, sure, sure. Smacking on the ass a couple times. It, it took pay, uh, 1600 okay. something yeah. like okay. that. That makes me feel a little better. And so they allowed her to carry on her life. She had another baby. She actually did die during t- childbirth. Oh, she, but God, weird, right? right? I don't even want to call it karma, but something neither, weird happened because that in the was universe. bizarre. Um, but yeah, she went on to get married. And I wanted to make a T-shirt that said, "I survived the gallows, and all I got was this casket." Right. Because they gave her her casket. Isn't that so fucking weird. bizarre? The only other thing that That's I want to add weird. is that both Charnel and I, in terms of cases that bother us that are ongoing, because you know we have to be careful with ongoing investigations because there haven't been convictions in them yet. We very much talk about all the time Molly Young and Morgan Pattinson. Absolutely. And those are two interviews that we did. We stay in touch with both of those families, and I will put their names out there every day if it helps them get their cases solved and we know that there's some updates coming which we will talk to our listeners about later but just I want to make sure there's a shout out because both of us lose sleep over those cases Molly Young and Morgan Morgan Pattinson Patton. God, why do I want to say Pattinson? Because I, I watched Twilight too many times. <laughs> I'm so Jesus. sorry. I'm so sorry, Patton family. I swear to God. <laughs> Morgan Patton. Morgan Patton. Actually, okay. they go to I know they do. a sentencing He'll be tomorrow. Ending, he entered his plea and sentencing's yeah. coming okay, up. I'm going to work around this next question a little bit. Oh, God. So I know, I know it, the way it's phrased and the, you know, the pre-prepared questions because I'm just not that good. I'm not Anderson Cooper. I'm sorry. Mm. If but you were just the, as good um, looking. If you were the silver totally fox, though. I, if he was, he'd be useless to us. Right. <laughs> True. Um, True. Okay. So, again, you know, we can't give out details of actual cases that we have had. Okay. Um, but if you if there's any, any, without specifics, is there any kind of case that you've personally worked on that had a really profound effect on you, Megan? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, more, like, let, like, can you narrow it down? Yes. There are two cases that stand out to me profoundly. I was a very young prosecutor on the first case, and I I cannot and will not give names, but I had a four-year-old alleged victim of a CSC, and in order to move it along, it was in the neglect and abuse side. It wasn't on the criminal side, and the allegation was against her uh, biological father. And I had gone to every interview. I was with law enforcement. I watched her at the forensic center, and when I ran that case for a preliminary examination. It did not even find, meet the probable cause to get it bound over because the referee at that time, who was a non-attorney referee, 
and this is a human being that I have respect for. I worked for these people for a long time and in front of them, but found that um, because of her age, that he did not believe that her uh, version of the events was consistent enough to move it along. Um, she was only four, and so there wasn't really a way. You, she could establish real and not real, but she certainly didn't know the difference between truth and a lie. And basically, she got caught up over a fork. And I know that's weird, but it will never leave my head. But the reason that the case potentially didn't get bound over is because she misremembered or wasn't able to testify about a fork. Um, I have never forgotten that little girl. I know her full name. And uh, her parents wrote me a card afterward, well, her mom did, because she thanked me for continuing to believe her daughter, even though the case didn't go to court. And I felt like a complete failure. But she thanked me. I still have that card. It's in my desk. It made me a better prosecutor. Um, the other case that uh, will always stick out is, as a prosecutor... <laughs> on your guys' neglect and abuse cases that you would investigate, <clears throat> I wanted to win. Oh, yeah. And then, and Jason has been with me on cases where I, on a, one case specifically where I think the guy afterward goes, dude, what is wrong with her? Like, I was so mad at him because he was just such an idiot. And also my grandma had died the day before, and I did a jury trial the next day because my grandma told me to, she would have told me to put on my big girl panties and deal with it. Like, Absolutely. go protect that kid. Yep. What are you going to do now? I, I'm gone, right? Right, right. This case bothered me because it was a substance abuse case. Mom could not get her shit together. Um, she, I don't care what anybody has to say. There's no, at some point in time, it's not, I, she chose drugs over her kids. She couldn't stop doing drugs. She loved her kids. She could not. People don't understand that until they've seen it. Come and sit because I sat through that trial. I kicked ass on that trial. It was the easiest case ever to prove because she didn't even care that she just couldn't sign off. She needed somebody else to do it for her. Yeah. This mom, she wasn't going to sign off for parental rights. Yep. She knew she was in no position to take care of those kids. They were placed in a familial placement. And after I won, by the way, I won huge success, right? Termination of parental rights. The judge tells me what a great job I did best job ever then I went outside and that mom was sitting on the stairs to the I don't any of you that know the this courthouse that I'm in there's this huge beautiful set of stairs that leads up to the rotunda they're gorgeous and she sat down on the bottom step and she had her head in her hands and I went and sat next to her and I looked over at her and she hugged me and we bawled for 15 minutes I terminated her parental rights I wasn't her attorney I remember her name I see her often. She still hugs me if she sees me. I ruined her life. I feel like I ruined her life. And yes, I know she ruined her own life, you guys. And those kids have a fantastic life now yes. because of everything that happened. But it humbled me as a prosecutor that it wasn't about winning. Right. It wasn't right. about winning. The kids won because yeah. they get to They're grow safe. up in a sober family environment. But she didn't win that day. And no. I didn't win that day. Right. So there you go. I Those two cases, I will never... They will never leave my brain. I would like to point out, too, from your first case where you said it came down to one crucial piece of evidence about a fork. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I would love for our listeners to know is that when you sit and judge how could, you know, a, a judge or a prosecutor or whatever do this or not do that, sometimes the way our justice system is built, and it's not perfect, guys, and we're not here saying it is because we work within it every single day. It's definitely not, but it has to be something because without it, we have nothing, right? I lost over a fork. A, a fork. I mean, sometimes it comes down to something very little and minuscule that we'll never get to the public, that we'll never know in all this, in 
all of the recordings, God, how many, we've been on the air for almost three years. And I know there's been cases that have just infuriated us. And we know in the two cases that you just mentioned, we are furious over. But because I want to prosecute the case, you, you want to investigate the case. Absolutely. Like 100%, it's hard to hundred percent. Yeah. hundred um, percent. But sometimes in those cases, it does not in maybe the not the two cases we mentioned, but no. uh, uh, meaning that we were referring to earlier that we've had on the podcast. But sometimes in cases, it does come down to just something that simple. A fork. Does one stick out to you? Mm. So there is. There is from my CPS days, there are two, like you, there are two that stick out to me. What you guys might not know about me beforehand, or if you've been a long time mis- listener, maybe you do. Um, I used to be, before I worked at the, the level that I work at now, um, I used to be a birth doula. But I knew this. Only specifically, you, you did, but only specifically for teenage moms. For those moms who didn't have somebody supporting them in the birth room, um, that was what my goal was for. The sinners. The <laughs> ones that people... And listen, I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but these are the moms that might not have an amount of support because yes. yeah. we're in a really conservative town. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of a conservative person. For those of you, believe it or not, I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Everybody deserves support in these situations. They yes. are often left with very little familial support because yes. people are ashamed and or disappointed in their decisions. Yep. And they've judged them and they think that they know something about them. So they think that they're going to take a stand by not being there for them. And so that was my job. I got to be there and I got to teach them from the moment that they learned that they were pregnant and, and alone and scared. And I taught them all about their pregnancy. And then I got called into the labor and delivery room and helped them bring their beautiful child into the world. And so did I you tell them the things that my mom told me about childbirth when I asked all her? All the horrible things. Do you know what she told me? I couldn't I just imagine. Wanna she know. was an ER nurse. What did yeah. she tell you? She said, if you want to know what it feels like to have a baby. I want you to take a hold of your upper lip and pull it out okay. and then pull it back over your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cool, mom. God, Thank I you. I love that woman. Yep. That's, that's yep. an old ER nurse for you. Yep, for sure. And so, so I would be there and I was there. I actually missed my oldest son's first day of kindergarten. Aww. I bawled. I was parked in at the, um, the local hospital. Someone double parked me and we had to call over the hospital thing. Like get your, you know, if you're on this license plate, come and get them. Move your damn car. The doula needs to get her kid to school. That's right. That's right. And so I made it there just in time to see him put his backpack on the peg and walk him into the classroom I bawled every most of the people were gone from the school at that point in time so I'm walking alone in the hallway bawling in my scrubs and so I'll never forget it right like that was a particular delivery that I won't forget because it was all night and then tragically um uh, my program lost funding and I that is when I became a CPS worker and um, I'm sorry your program lost funding but the better for us right we we did we won uh, yes, I was kind of recruited from the um, the director at the local office to come in and uh, apply. And so I did. And I thought, wow, I'm really going to protect kids now. And this is where I will tell you that my very first removal was that child that I helped deliver um, because of our, lo- our small community yep. um, that I had missed my son's first day of kindergarten for. So yep. that case... And the ones that followed from that same particular family 
will always stick with me. Um, she's not a bad mom. She just really struggled with some demons. Yeah. And was her was it? A, I know you can't give specifics, but was this a mental health or a substance abuse case or both? It was both. Okay. Um, it was mental health from child trauma and it was substance abuse from childhood trauma certainly yep. and then just continued um we were we we tried everything we could to reunify the family certainly especially me as the cps worker that wanted to see her succeed since i helped deliver her child right and um yeah the personal shit just stands out for both of us there it does it does but you know a same story for me when i see her she says hi she has sent me, ref, you know, requests on Facebook, right? Like she knows, she understands, she takes accountability that way. Of course. And so that's, yeah, that's, that's there. That's that story. What else you got for a stone? Stone, <laughs> as in Stone Phillips, who Jason didn't know who he was before we started recording. He doesn't have good trivia knowledge when it comes to uh, news, news reporters because yeah. I brought I all of them up. And did any of them even if, ring a bell? Did Dan Rather? Yeah, I mean, okay. Walter Cronkite and Dan Walter Rather, Cronkite's like if it's some, if Barbara it's Walters. With, yeah, I mean, if it's someone within the last like ten years, I probably won't know who they are, other than yeah. Anderson Cooper. Did you stop watching the news when you became a CPS worker? Yeah. Me Word. Yeah. No, amen. No, yep. because I, I, we deal with enough yep. drama and horribleness that yep. I don't need to turn on the news and see all the other horribleness in the world. That I, I don't know about, yeah. I will intentionally look up horribleness, but that's a great question. Right. I always continue to watch the news as a prosecutor, believe it or not, but after my, and I was elected into my current position, I stopped watching. Did you? Yeah, I don't need the oh, bias. Yeah, I can, good I can, I really don't. And that's not me just being like, oh, I'm so fantastic of a judge that I don't ever want to be biased. I just don't want it. I, mean, I no. don't want it. I will try and keep up on world events, but I'm not going to watch world, like any local. Like I don't turn on correct. news. I don't world know. events and national stuff. I, I pay attention yeah. to. But when the local news comes on at night, I no, flip over I to Food Network or the Travel Channel. Because I, 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 I probably already know most of it. You like, do. I don't need to hear it. We do. For me, it's sports. It's like Food Network or Travel. Oh no, sports is big at my house. If it's Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, yep. it's sports. Right. And tonight, no, I'm probably going to miss the Manny Brothers for you guys oh, because... We'll, we'll, no, we'll, get we'll get you there. We'll get you there. It's okay. I don't care. I just um, I refuse oh, no. to watch we, regular we want football to tonight. I have to watch okay. the Manny Brothers. So, speaking of watching TV... Oh, God. I've answered I would, this. I would also like to answer this question. Please, Please do. do. But you guys can... We love it when our interviewer feels left out. Yes, answer the question and give us an example. So, the question is, what Friends character from the TV show Friends... Do you most resonate with? Come and on, why? we're all gonna say the same one. No, I I can pick. I mean, I'll just stick. I'll to pick th- one for you, but I'll you're not gonna like it. I want us to pick one for each okay. other. Okay. Oh, maybe we should do that. Hold on. So I can. I'll, I'll give my answer, and then we'll, we'll continue. This might take a minute. And you so, can be a female or male character, absolutely. correct? Okay. Okay, but I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the female character's personality traits, but. Like I can, I can connect with all three of the males on that show easily. Like I sure. can totally relate to Ross's like insecurity. It's and, not and, just and, insecurity, and anxiety, and I can totally eroticism. Okay, let's t- brilliant. Take about fifteen percent off. Yeah, highest IQ. He's also really smart. I can I can totally relate relate to Chandler using humor as a defense mechanism. Can I be any funnier? Can I Could be you any be funnier? any? Fun- <laughs> And, and I can totally relate to Joey just being simple and enjoying little things. Not one of us what's, fucking sitting what's here, a, what's Joey. A, what's a Joey special? 
Two sandwiches. Two sandwiches. Yeah, not one of us here is Joey. I appreciate. I'm sorry. I appreciate that you said that you didn't say the he bangs a lot of chicks. I like that self aware. Yeah, I wasn't you gonna. I wasn't that. gonna. I wasn't gonna throw that. I think out there. Ross might actually bang more chicks than he Joey. He just divorces yeah, a lot. He just marries he just every divorce. fucking the divorcer. One of them. Right. Okay, come on. This question is lasting forever. Who do you think you are? You can't be an amalgam. Pick Rachel one. Rachel Green. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. No, I think I'm probably Ross. Yes. I was picking Ross for you too. Yeah. I I think that I thought you would have picked Chandler for yourself, but Me I too. do think you're Ross. I think you're yeah. Ross. You can be an, an amalgam, but you're Ross. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I would have thought you would have picked Chandler for yourself too, but you're definitely a Ross. I am. Are you going to do me? Okay. I will. Oh God. I think we might be the same one. Maybe. Well, Megan, you're definitely Monica. So I was going to say, I want to be Chandler, but I know I'm probably Monica. But I'm funnier than her because Monica's the least funny character mm. on the program. I hope you choke on your microphone right now. No, I was going to say <laughs> she's not the least funny. I think Rachel's the least funny. You're probably right. I was going to, I thought I was Monica. I'm Monica with her cleanliness problem. I am not OCD cleanliness. That part has nothing are to do Phoebe with me. It's control. With that. Oh my God. I would love to be Phoebe. I would like to pick Phoebe for myself. What do you guys see me as? Just you want to say it? At, don't. Why do you guys look at each other and you're closing because your microphone? Because she is funny, but you know we both have the same one, don't we? Who? Go ahead. Why say it. Why are you covering your microphones? Who am I? She's Rachel. She is Rachel. Why am I Rachel? Totally Rachel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charnel. You're Rachel. Listen. You said Rachel was the least funny. I said absent the funny part. Right, absent the funny part. Totally Listen, not that you did part. say that. Absent the funny part. You did because say that. Again, all okay. three of us are the type of humans that pick Chandler. We, who doesn't want to be Chandler Bing? Not with now. His brilliant insecurities. Uh, I mean, given the day. The early death is not a No, okay. great. of course sorry. not. And Too like sorry. I said, God rest his soul. But of course. I'm sorry. It's okay. But you know what? I agree with that. But, but here's we, the thing. But I still think she's funny she, in her own right. She doesn't have, it's not like she's a negative human being. No. And so, do you guys realize that we I just picked smarter. characters that work like this? Monica and Rachel are best friends. You're my brother. Okay, next question. Anywho. Uh, as we're so starting really? to get toward the end. Rachel? You're you, not, though. But you're you not. Would, you're an amalgam. I'm an astigmatism. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot he doesn't like big words. Have you ever seen the movie Parenthood with Steam, and Steve Martin? Yeah. And that's how he's. At the on. very beginning, I can guess what amalgam means. Okay. That's how he's Chandler. I honestly, have never Ross. heard it. It's a combination. Have you actually seen the movie Parenthood? Yeah. So you don't remember the point, the part where after the beginning, when it's like him at the baseball game with his dad, he's like, wait, was this really a memory? And he's like, and then there's the little kid and he looks up at him and he goes, no, I'm an amalgam. I am a whole bunch of different characters forming your childhood to give you a, mem a memory. And Steve Martin goes, I'm a goddamn amalgam. You don't remember that movie? No, Go back and watch part. it. It will hit you different this time because I've said the word. And I'm sorry I use big words. That's I fine. spent a no, lot of I fucking know, money there. You did too. We all went to expensive yeah, liberal arts schools. The... What did you people learn? Come on, Ross. Get you it were obviously you were in a sorority, so you had more fun than I did. I was I just a sorority. I had a lot of fun. Fuck, I am Rachel. Right? I oh know. Oh, my God. Like, you would totally put on a cheerleader I was outfit a to impress a guy. I'm a, a cheerleader, but I was a GDI. Not to impress a guy, but to make a statement, I would. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. 
That, yeah. yeah, like I still fit in this motherfuckers. Yes, that would. 100%. You would. You yeah, would. I would do that. Yeah. You would fit in your. Yeah, yeah I could. Yeah, I, I could get my cheerleading uniform out of that. I still have it in my basement. I was just talking to one of my children's I, girlfriends about how I'm the same all, size as I was in college. I wear the same size necklaces I wore in high school. Also, you say necklaces? Sixteen inch. <laughs> I said a necklace. I still <laughs> wear a sixteen inch necklace. Is it hot? Congrats. My shoes, at, my feet are actually the same size. I've had three kids, uh, and I bought one, and then um, are your she's feet, adapted. Are your shoes the same size? Or are you just no, hundred percent. Those in there. No way. I have worn an eight and a half shoe since I was in like seventh grade, and both of my older daughters, we all wear the same size shoe, but we wear a nine and boot, which is funny because mm. well, it's eight and a half in high heel, nine and boot, all three of the same size, and our feet have never grown after either one of us, any of the three of us, have been out of high school. I've wore a sensible three my, since I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Three. So Jason, the other day when I came over, I was like. Oh, is there a little boy here? Because I saw a pair of tennis shoes and then I didn't say anything because I realized they were probably Chanel's. Were <laughs> yeah. they your male yeah. they were, Nikes? They were my Nikes. They yes. were black and red yeah. and yeah. white. Yeah, were they mine. were. I, I'm glad I didn't say anything. I yeah. thought maybe like she had a nephew over, but then nope. I realized it was her. Nope. I, my feet have not grown since the sixth grade and I wear a, a children's three. Yeah. And now everyone knows my secret. If she was a man, you'd want to cash that in for something larger. Need you and Nancy need to compare your feet because hers might be smaller than yours. Oh no, gosh, but they're probably two? close, she's very close. They're, they're a little pygmy ish. She is, yeah. she's a tiny human. Um, all right, there's do, do, are we on a time limit? Keep going, okay. We've got a couple left. I was trying to think of something. Monday I was night trying to football make, starts at 8 15. I was trying I'm to okay. think of my own, but um, we got an hour and 10 minutes to bore the people with more information. If you don't like this episode, please feel free to skip. They can, yes, absolutely. Just don't add us. Still charging it. you for it, but you can skip. No, no, no this, this is, is a general, general audience. Uh, yeah, right, no, well. no, no. They get this for What's free. What's the next question? Oh, because I have. Can we ask questions too after we're done? Of yeah. course. All right. Well, how, how about this? I'm going to ask one more, and then if you have some, we'll op open forum. Okay. Okay. So, Megan, this is for you. Okay. Now knowing what you know, why are you still friends with me? <laughs> And that's a pre-planned question. I wrote did that question. Did you ask that? Am yes, I supposed I did. to answer that for both of you or it just was for a, It was a surprise for Jason. I read it like I read it like half an no. hour ago, and I've been MFing you for ever since. <laughs> no. Um, in the interest of not getting sentimental, what I value the most in humans is, uh, is honesty. Um, and sometimes honesty hurts a little yeah. bit, like a slap sure. in the face that we talked about in a previous, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, brain bath only episode for those of you that are Patreons. So, uh, if you can't be a hundred percent completely honest and candid with your quote unquote friends, then they aren't your friends. Okay. They're yeah. your acquaintances. There's somebody that you enjoy or like to hang out with. Um, you have said things in the past that might have maybe twinged a little, no, it's not just been one time. Um, and I know that I've I've done the same, but I just genuinely love you. And part of it is that so you as a male, and I am a person who has honestly, I think a lot more male friends than female. And I know Charnel is the same way. Like we just vibe with guys. Um, and maybe it's because we're not super sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, you're kind of a sensitive guy. And I don't want you to take that wrong. But you're the guy that when you were struggling with something, showed up on my porch with a case of beer 
and sat there with me and were trusted so much as just a friend that you got drunk and spent the night at my house uh, while my spouse wasn't there. Uh, and he didn't even give a shit because he knew and trusted both of us. Like that's, do you know how rare that is in a friendship? Yeah. Um, and he slept, he slept, Barry. he slept down on my couch um, and you were super vulnerable. But my kids, my kids refer to him as either Macy or JC Penny is what Marie calls him. Um, and right. Just for God, I don't even know why. Jason, JC. So she started with JC Penny. She called, every time he comes over, it's JC Penny. Oddly, what my first grade teacher called me. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, weirdly. That's so Anne Marie's channeling his first uh, grade teacher. Synchronicities. That's super weird. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're going to say something sh- uh, similar, but somehow this guy right here interviewing us just ingrains himself into your life so that he just becomes part of your family, really. Um, so the short answer to your question is I don't think I could get rid of you if I tried now. You couldn't. So that's it. It's I like her, it's you're like it is. You are. I don't. They make a cream for you, but I don't own it. And that's I it. can't shake you. I can't get rid of it. That's what she's trying to say. I can't, can't shake you. I can't you. quit you. I can't <laughs> quit you. No, I can. You I could. can quit you. And you I'll tell you. And I'm. And I mean. And that's the thing. I think I pick on Jason so much about saying things that are offensive to me, but. I am equally very blunt and hurt your feelings on a regular basis, but I'll do it to be honest. And you guys, you were both fine with it once we were done hurting each other's feelings. Like, hey, that's a really sad story you just told me. Now fucking get over it, Jason, because you have shit to deal with and move on. And hey, how about you stopped wearing sweater vests? I did. And that's you. I don't give him fashion advice because I prefer to have him look funny. I do. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I wish he still wore sweater vests because it's way better fodder for me, but you're a better friend. And and shaved his head when I was like, oh, he uh, looked like he was at St. Jude's all the time. I'm like, dude, why are you shaving your head? Yeah. And it turns out that someone preferred it that way to keep him not looking very good. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am that good friend that's like, "Mm, no, honey, don't, don't do that. Sweater vest and a shaved head. Not a good look for you personally. Some other people maybe can pull it off. I don't know who can pull that off. Maybe Andrew Zimmern, but not me. Not, not you. No. Are you about to ask me the same question? I mean, if you want to answer it and make me feel better. Would it? Okay, so I echo a lot of what Megan says. Also piggyback off of what I said earlier about the empathy piece. Like, I like that you can see humans for them being humans and not just prejudge them, not just assume things about them. Now, we can be sarcastic and joke. We can, which is another thing of why I keep you around because you have the same dark sense of humor that I do, and I like that. But also, I... I'm fairly certain that several lifetimes ago we somehow made a spiritual pact with one another and we just can't shake each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that hits pretty deep, right? Like it kind of goes back lifetimes. And so here we are, like it or not, for or better or for worse. Or it's like she's haunting you, but in real life. That mm-hmm. seems not more accurate. Mm-hmm. It's just I like actually think we haunt one it's another. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the telepathy thing's just awkward. Yep. Yep. But it happens. So that's that's okay. my answer. Well, that's the end of my questionnaire. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. Open forum? Uh, those, those those are the that's the end of the prepared questions. Um, I mean, we've we've been doing this a while, but so I feel like the general audience, we've done something similar for our Patreons, but the general audience may not. Can you very briefly give your timeline background in terms of how how your career worked? 
Like, how did you come to be sitting in this spot and like what jobs have you had? And I know you touched on them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of petted it earlier. Um, <laughs> but not heavy enough. <laughs> not I, I need you to pet this heavier for when, me. Whenever someone in a serious meeting says touch upon, I change the words to pet and <laughs> it makes the meeting a lot more fun. Start doing it. I, you're welcome, everyone. So, <laughs> all right. So where did I start? Um, my very first job, I worked in a jewelry store for many years. Um, all through high school, all through college. That's how I got myself, uh, you know, through working in a jewelry store. And then I went to college for a helping profession, of course. I worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters briefly. Then I got the job that I was telling you about earlier. You volunteered for Big Brothers Big Sisters? I did. I did. And, and I was a caseworker for them as well. Um, and so then I, uh, I worked for the local county health department and I was the birth doula and I was a family support worker. And then I went into CPS from CPS. I went into foster care from foster care. I went in, and that means like I wasn't placed in foster care, y'all. I was a <laughs> Not as an adult. <laughs> right. Yes. But if that was an option, I would do that tomorrow yeah. after the message I just got. <laughs> From your family? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm placing myself in foster okay. care. Because when you message someone and tell them you're out of toilet paper, apparently that means four hours later they say, hey, when you leave, can you pick up toilet paper? <laughs> no, that's why I messaged you. Right, right. I'm not going you home. You get it. I'm not going uh, home. I'll, I have spare rolls. I'll send. No, I'm spending the night here. I'll, spend, I'll send you home with some. No, I'm spending the night. <laughs> that's fine, too. Um, So... Yeah, so I was a family support worker, then I went CPS, then I worked, I was a foster care worker, and then I worked in um, maltreatment and care, which is a CPS uh, position that is just for children who have suffered abuse in foster care, and when I left that position to go to child care licensing, Jason actually took my position he has followed in my footsteps and so that's where are you gonna keep getting him promoted i i think so i did try to recruit him you didn't want it recently i was promoted into a state administrative position and i tried to get him to take my old position in licensing and he didn't take the bait my favorite human is one that says why didn't you apply for that promotion you're like because i didn't want to that's where he was at that's where I was like, I but you can continue to work with me. He was like, yeah. I'm good. I'm I'll good. continue to podcast with you. I was like, I was like, I'm still going to call you all the time because now okay. I have to, y- your workers have to call me. And so I can just call you and be like, tell your people to call me. Yeah. Yeah. So the that's su- the supervisory position is the most recent move then. For you. Yes. Yes. And I don't know what the future holds. Um, on the side, I do mentorship and spiritual mentorship and um, that's going wonderful as well. And so, <coughs> yeah. We'll see what the future brings. I'm hopeful for it. Awesome. How about you? Oh, same question kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll try to be brief then. I'm going to run through this time li- timeline. Um, so when I was in high school, I worked at a dry cleaner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I did I did do that, but I won't start there. I didn't mention my OnlyFans. Kidding, kidding, kidding. No, Joking. I had to shut mine down when I was elected my current position. Sure. Because it's not appropriate, but right, also right. kidding, by the way. <laughs> um, Sarcasm, it's, it's people. It's at Chernel Cute Feet. <laughs> Right. That's not what mine says, but it does start with a hashtag and a T. So, (laughs) right. Um, So after law school, um, I actually had a certification in healthcare law and that was fantastic. Jason just hit his face on the microphone and you look the better for it. You look fantastic. So 
Uh, I was, I started as a uh, interning at the prosecutor's office, but working as the chief administrative officer for a home health care agency. They're both laughing so hard they're not even listening to me right now, which is just fine. I'm I just didn't gonna, know so you were in home health care, but I am laughing no, so hard. No, I was Jason. the uh, I was the um, <laughs> the chief administrative officer for over 400 employees in uh, home health care agencies in two states. Um, and so correct. And so then I worked at the prosecutor's office and then I left briefly from there. I only worked there for about a year and went back to doing home health care administration, but started picking up defense work, uh, through the probate court. And I represented juvenile delinquents and a parent and sometimes GALs, uh, type cases that's guardian ad litem, by the way, and dissolving properties, um, and stuff like that probate property stuff. And then I went back to the prosecutor's office. And I basically worked for county government ever since. So prosecutor's office, then was appointed to chief assistant prosecutor. Then um, I did that the longest. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. I was prosecutor for well over 14 years. Then I was appointed to a juvenile court referee, which is where I was actually not just handling the juvenile delinquency cases, but um, making decisions in all of the neglect and abuse cases as well to bind them over and up in front of the judge for trial and then I ran for office and I have been the district court judge for three years I'm halfway through my first term at this point so that was my doing a wonderful and suite <clears throat> and I will know that as Charnel noted um, she also does this podca- podcast so do I but we don't state this very often and um, Charnel can confirm and and I will put it out there judges aren't allowed to receive outside compensation so I am not compensated for this just Correct. in case any of you wondered uh, anybody who sponsors the podcast or does anything um just so you know i do this of my own free will to hang out with my friend yep. i don't get paid and i don't and I, I don't know i wouldn't need to anyway but i just want everybody to know because i'm a judge i can't accept compensation and i do not yep and we don't seek out sponsors if they approach us then I. you should do- be sponsored i hope people sponsor you because well, it's a great podcast otherwise i wouldn't do it with you right if you sucked i'd be like so i'm really busy <laughs> now and i can't do this anymore but that's definitely not why we do this correct we give a voice to people who don't have a voice that's or why um, i do this it's fun yep. and it's stress release relief at this point jason yeah. as you know as well right. like, absolutely and any money that patreons um do donate it goes back Equipment, into books, our equipment and paying research. for all the platforms yes yes exactly it's actually not cheap to run a podcast nope. so yeah that's where we're at great question if i do say my so myself i'm glad you asked it even though yeah. i wrote it <laughs> and either, no, actually that I one i didn't that. the other one that's I why did. it was so good yeah. Did you have a question before we close up? Let's he see. finished the questions and I just wanted the brief Do timeline. I have brief a history and time of Charnel and Megan. Do I have a question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You actually, you already answered it. Then of, why are we asking again? Of why you do the podcast. Like what made you, you know, start the podcast. Oh. Do the podcast. Like people, I, that is actually a question that I get a lot in the DMs of like, hey, why did you start a true crime podcast? You're right I think because we really don't get paid for it. Our other Patreons, than our Patreons know this. keep us creating. But yeah, so let me answer. Mine's more. Mine's probably more sentimental than yours. Um, when Charnel and I have been friends for a very long time, um, but there was a period of time that we didn't hang out very much. Oh, um, our, yeah, our work life. Well, really work took and hold. life uh, took off. And to be honest, I mean, Jason and I stayed close because when you're single and and 
and ready to mingle, you hang out with people. And he lived with my husband. <laughs> I, I'm joking. He didn't She's live not. with us, but he was there a lot. Um, and so I got to see him. And then uh, one day, my friend Charnel reached out to me. Now, I was a fan beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was a fan. You were. And had said once before, you know, I'm just throwing this out there, but if you ever wanted me to come on your podcast, I would be happy to. And of course she was like, sure, we'll do that at some point. Um, and then she just let me know that her former podcast podcast host had uh, moved on, that this wasn't the thing for her, that she wasn't going to be doing that anymore. We sat on your couch and probably drank a bottle of wine. Uh, and so agreed that I would do a one episode, which yes. turned into two. Yep. It was ridiculously funny. And apparently, and I'm just being modest here, apparently people thought I was funny and wanted me to come back. They did. They did. And then she was like, so do you want to commit your time to hanging out with me? And I'm like, at this point, I get to hang out with my friend who I have a ton in common with, who makes me feel good, who doesn't give me stress and unload on me. Um, And I just have a good time every time I come here. This does not work for me. This does not work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun. work for me. Also, please let me know. I don't do any of the editing and I don't do anything other than answer people on social media. So I have it very easy. <laughs> I have it very easy. Oh, gosh. No. And why did I, I have absolutely. Why did you do this to yourself? I have no idea. I don't know what, what compelled me to start a podcast other than I listened to other true crime podcasts and was like, hmm. this is awful. I feel like I And if you'd like a list this. of those, I'll make one for you. Because <laughs> I heard them. There's some that are really super good that I was like, Ridiculously oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I can, like, I resonate with that, right? Like, I could do that. Obviously, crime is a passion of mine. Look at the profession that I went into. Same. And so I was like, I feel like I could do that. Also, I like a challenge. I like teaching myself new things. So I'm like, sure, I can learn how to edit audio. I don't have a degree in anything anything technology related not at all and so I'm up for the challenge and um three years later here we are doing we all just so you guys know we all do we don't pay someone to do our research for us none our research is 100% done by us every case that's submitted we do our own research on everyone our editing is 100% done um, I, I do the editing, I do the releasing. We don't hire anybody to do those things for us, which is probably why our social media pages aren't like super, you know, gigantic because we don't, we don't bring other people into this. Like we legitimately do this to bring people entertainment and also well, that's a, a good voice question. to the voice. Sure. No, who, who runs your Facebook page? Uh, Megan and I. Yeah. Who runs your Instagram page? That's you. Mm, oh, yeah. I don't do any. I, sh- I don't shit with Insta. And I'm not great at it. And so, Twitter. Yep. So if um if I'm late in a response on an Instagram uh, message, it's only because I barely know how to use it. But I will respond. Those that have have talked to me on there, I'm there. Those I'm of responding. you that join Patreon, uh, we have a Patreon only Facebook group as well <laughs> that is incredibly active, and we also have a, a private Facebook chat for our patrons as well where um we talk and it's it's us for just so you know it's us it's us we don't pay people we don't have media people if you see a comment and it's from megan or charnel it's legit us talking and i have rarely seen us not comment on people's uh posts on our pages or specifically on our facebook chats yep it's it's us as humans we talk to you because we're not too good 
Brain Bath Jason is in there as well. And, and also well. provides valuable commentary, even if it makes me want to hide sometimes. That's like, right. oh my God, don't go there, Jason. So feel free to join. That's for sure. And it's uncensored, which I like. It is. It is. And trust me, and Facebook has let us know. <laughs> right, right, right. Facebook has let us yeah, know when yeah. we have uh, drawn the limits on our First Amendment right to free speech. My favorite thing is you have violated our community standards. Well, guess what? I'm That's like, who I am as a our, person. But I'm looking at our Facebook commu- thinking. My community standards are a lot lower than yours. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, I've seen other posts today, and those aren't standards. Yeah, no, no. If I violated your community standards, uh, I would like to argue with yeah. this. I appeal. I object. I appeal and I object because <laughs> it was not that bad. <laughs> That's right. Oh, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us for an hour and a half to get to know us. We hope that you enjoyed yeah. this episode. We're um, sorry if you hated this too and we're expecting yeah. true oh, no. crime. Yeah. Jason. Everyone not. is sorry except for Jason. I'm not sorry. Yeah. And, and also. I'm going to be honest. I lied. I'm actually not sorry. I mean, I feel like you need to know who we are as hosts because if you don't like us as people, don't you shouldn't listen to us. And also and people questions. have requested this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but not to worry. Next week, we are back with some true crime. I'm working on some deep dives right now. He's shaking Jason the frog with the... Fredo. Have, oh, you don't... Can I ask one more question to sum this up? How in the hell did we end up with all the greed gree? Because our general pe- listeners don't know this. They are just assaulted with shaking of bones and crystals and frogs now. I can answer that question answer for you. Answer it. When I was alone and destitute, left without a podcast host, um, Kangaroo Sack Jason had sent me the uh, Kangaroo Sack and some other plushies as well. And then at the same time, Michelle Michelle and Katie had sent some crystal penises and... (laughs) uh, Was it because of a case? Had there been a case that caused them to send... Phalluses specifically. Do you want to know what started it? Can you, expl- can you specify that they're a raccoon? No, that's no. a different one. The crystals are that's there. the oh. crystal phalluses yeah. that are contained within the kangaroo sack, which I was introduced to. My very first episode I podcasted with you was when they had sent the crystals. Yeah. Do you want to know what started it? So what's nice is I've been here since is day one with the phalluses. A long Shocking. time ago when um, I believe Amber had a particularly gnarly case randomly what flew out of my mouth was grab your comfort dildo oh and no. from that moment we have you it, became it the penis has, podcast it has escalated okay we went to kangaroo sacks we went to crystal penises and then we didn't we went buy any of these you guys no, somebody sent bones. us and the, they, we have a crystal skull in here who is the <clears throat> the queen fe- of the, the female the queen of the peen mm-hmm. then another a patreon sent us the raccoon yep Phallus yep. bones, uh, which are a thing, um, especially if you get down south. These are popular. People carry them as good luck charms. Yep. And then very, very recently, mm-hmm. we were sent this um, dehydrated Lindsay preserved toad. The, the toad with the uh, camel toe toenails inside. Toes and a toad. They made this toad into a purse. It has a zipper. and I They have didn't specifically. They no. bought it that well, way. Well, I like to think that they went out gigging frogs and uh, <laughs> introduced it to their old bulldogs. And that's a country song. It sure and is. And placed a zipper in it. <laughs> so... Just had to had to ask about the Greek Greek before we let everybody go. Yep. With our weirdness. That's how we um, became. And also in a brain bath episode, Megan and I told stories about potatoes. And so we've decided. Terrible puns. Being the potatoes. 
penis podcast, we would be the potato podcast. So it's now more socially acceptable. It is. Now we get a lot of penis-shaped potatoes, which is interesting in itself. <sighs> we, we don't ask for this. We don't, but we love you guys so very much. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed getting to know us, and we hope that you keep it curious. And keep listening. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.